to another episode of the Modern Manifestation Podcast. I'm your host, Bree Brown, a lettuce-hating, wine-loving, curses-like-a-sailor, recovering perfectionist. Having thrived in a male-dominated, commission-based industry, I'm passionate about helping women boldly pursue their life goals. In this space, we build confidence with our mindset, manifestation, and spirituality. I believe that your life manifests as a result of who you are, not what you do, and that your personality creates your personal reality. Join this growing community to increase your net worth by increasing your self-worth. Now let's jump into today's topic. Hello, hello, my beautiful souls, and welcome back to the Modern Manifestation Podcast. Before jumping into today's topic, I just want to give a shout out to Sadid, and I really hope I got your name right. Feel free to correct me in Instagram DMs if I did not. Sadid wrote a very heartfelt review for my podcast, and I'm so appreciative that I wanted to read it for you all and just give a huge shout out and a huge thank you to Sadid. It says, I'm in the process of manifesting a partner, and Bree's episode on how she manifested her partner was phenomenal. She provides expansion in her own journey and gave great tips and tricks, surrendering, trusting, etc. If you need proof that manifestation works, listen to the How I Manifested My Partner episode. Love episodes where a journey is mixed in with principles as it makes manifestation so much more tangible. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for the kind words. I read every single one of these. I really do. (laughs) And it always just makes my heart happy whenever I get a new review. It makes me feel really great and motivated. And it's just, honestly, I just love the feedback. So thank you so much for taking time out of your day to write me that. It really means a lot to me. And I hope to keep bringing you more content. Okay, now let's get into today's topic. Today's topic may not apply to all of you. But I know it'll apply to at least a few of you, and if not yourself, maybe this could relate to someone that you love that might be struggling with this, and maybe you are just intended to hear this message so that you can better support them, or maybe share this with someone that might be struggling with this issue. And as I talked about in one of the last few episodes, I really want to bring to you guys things that I am actively working on. And this is one of those things for me. This is an active lesson that I am trying to incorporate into my life this year if it's not the biggest lesson that I have tried to or that I'm working to integrate into my life right now. So today's topic is all about hyper-independence. Not independence, but hyper-independence. And this is something that's been, as I said, it's a lesson that I've really been learning a lot about over the past year. But today I was scrolling Instagram and the same quote kept coming across my Instagram multiple times this past week. But today I finally, it registered, right? Like you finally read it for like the third, fourth, fifth time. And the quote said something along the lines of hyper-independence is a trauma response that happens when people continuously didn't meet your needs or somehow broke your trust in the past. Probably when you were a kid, but sometimes when you're a young adult too. And this is this hyper-independence is something that I'm super guilty of doing within my relationships. Not just with Evan, but with friends, with coworkers, you name it. It's this idea that you don't need anybody else. That you must do everything yourself. That other people won't show up for you or they won't do it right. Or I usually joke around with Evan and say something like, I don't need no man. <laughs> I would be perfectly fine on my own. 
there's an element to truth of that, right? We're all independent women that are trying to strive for our own success. But there's also this lack of vulnerability to that, that sense of armor with that sort of hyper-independence. So I'm talking about this hyper-independence as armor, as protection, as a survival mechanism, that energy. And I'm not talking about the little stuff like, can you ask someone at the grocery store what aisle you can find ketchup on? Or can you ask for directions, right? Not that minor stuff. I'm talking about the bigger stuff. Things like asking your partner for help. Asking a friend for support when you're feeling depressed. Asking a coworker to help take things off your plate when you're feeling overwhelmed. Being able to delegate. Being able to be a little bit more vulnerable and say, I don't have to do it all. I don't have to carry the burden of everything. I don't need to prove to anyone that I'm worthy by trying to do it all on my own. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about that, that more vulnerable side of this independence. It's also not to be confused with confidence or self-drive or self-motivation or ability to do things for yourself. That's very separate, right? I think a independence is adaptive. It's healthy. I want all of us to be independent. Hyper-independence is the maladaptive form of that. And that's where I found myself in. And that's why I want to talk about this today. Hyper-independence is when you are not open to receiving, to being vulnerable, when you do not feel safe receiving the big stuff. It's a trauma response that happens when you learned or when you had to learn that people would let you down, people would fail you. The people you were supposed to be able to trust wouldn't show up for you. You had to figure things out on your own. It's when your trust in other people was broken by those who are supposed to be a safe space for you. It's a reaction to all of that. So this armor has protected us. It has done a great job of sheltering us from more disappointment and further pain. But it's also caused us to hold it all in, to brace ourselves. I read somewhere, I think it was John Sarno's Healing from Back Pain, that this bracing, this constant just armor that we're holding around ourselves is often what causes people to throw out their backs when they're stressed is because we're constantly bracing for this impact of the world on us, right? Because we're just taking it all in all the time. So I want to share why I think I became hyper-independent because maybe there's a nugget in here or there's something that you might resonate with. My hyper-independence was created when I was a kid because I internalized that asking for help was weak. And as the youngest sister of all brothers, I often felt like a nuisance to them anytime I reached out and asked for help or support. And if I asked my parents for help, they were often too busy. So I just felt like this annoying person that was just always around that was constantly inconvenient for everyone. So I internalized that I needed to solve my own problems. I needed to be self-sufficient. And then I also watched my parents hold in their emotions and bite their tongues and never ask each other for help. And they just constantly complained, hoping that someone would eventually pick up on their hints, never effectively communicating. And then shockingly, right, <laughs> eventually one of my parents would explode in a massive tantrum. They'd punch the wall. They'd slam doors. They'd leave the house for hours. They wouldn't talk to each other. The silent treatment, it was just an explosion would take form in some way. 
and never knowing when these explosions would occur or would be set off, it had us kind of walking on eggshells. So then you didn't want to ask for help because you just weren't really sure what mood they were in. (laughs) You weren't sure if you were going to trigger a response or an explosion. So that's my experience, and maybe there's something in there that you might resonate with. Sometimes we become super self-sufficient, self-reliant, because we don't want to be another issue to be dealt with. Or we want to maintain control over our circumstances. For me, it's that I wanted to prove that I could take care of myself. Because in the few times when I did ask for help and my family responded, I found my trust shattered in most situations. So I finally just stopped asking. It was too disappointing to put yourself out there and then not get your needs met. Or maybe get it met in one way, but then your trust shattered in another. And you know what they say, you bring your childhood trauma into your relationships as an adult. So I have not been great about asking Evan for help or my friends or my coworkers or people in my volunteer committees. I've tried to do it all to my own detriment. And it's caused me to be in a perpetual cycle of burnout. And I don't want that for you. I don't want that for us. So I share this with you today because I am just feeling called to share this message about learning to ask for help, being open to receiving. I love being an independent woman. I love being self-reliant. I love being self-motivated. And this is still my biggest lesson this year, learning to receive, learning to ask for help, even if I don't need it. Asterisk, need it. <laughs> learning to ask for help simply because it would be nice, because I want it, because it would make things a little easier, because I don't have to do it all. There is a certain vulnerability in asking for this help because the other person could reject us. We might not have our needs met again. Our trust might be broken again. There's vulnerability in taking down our armor, taking off our protection, and putting ourselves out there. Kind of feels like you're taking your heart out and putting it in your hand and holding it out to someone and hoping they don't stab it. (laughs) I laugh when my own metaphors get a little grotesque. When you were in survival mode, you may have had to solve a lot of life's problems on your own. But it's now safe to step into vulnerability to shed these survival mechanisms, to practice being open to receiving, receiving from other people, from your dog, from your spirit guides, from the universe. We can't expect to manifest the things we want if we're not open to the receiving, if we're not open to asking for help from the universe. It's a big part of it is asking for help. If you're not having a need met, ask for help, even if it's to your higher self, even if it's to the universe or whatever version of a God you believe in. Become comfortable asking for help for the big stuff too. And this year I've been really trying to work on my relationship with my guides and my spirituality in general. And this is actually something I haven't talked about on the podcast yet. And I've also, honestly, I didn't think I was going to talk about it in this episode either. (laughs) But here we go. We're talking about hyper-independence, and it just reminded me of this story. So screw it. It's a safe space. We're going to talk about it. So while trying to cultivate this relationship with my guides, I went on a plant medicine journey or retreat in July. And in this retreat's opening ceremony, I, after taking the plant medicine, I sat there in meditation for three hours with no effects. And I'm sitting on my mat, waiting, meditating, saying the prayer, and then I just start getting frustrated 
because I'm on this spiritual retreat and I was the only one not having an experience with the medicine. I was getting mad, angry, my face was red, I'm annoyed, I'm thinking about leaving, I'm thinking this is stupid, obviously this isn't working, what am I doing here? Am I really just sitting on a mat waiting for a plant to talk to me? <laughs> These are all the things running through my head. And as I'm getting frustrated, and as I'm going through a lot of the overwhelmed feelings that I typically would experience in my day-to-day life, I hear a very clear, direct voice. My own voice, but also kind of not my own, if that makes sense. Looking back on it, this was one of my first few downloads. And the voice basically just said, ask for help. And at first I resisted it, but it came again. Ask for help. It wasn't debating me. It was very clear. And while I wanted to second guess myself and I wanted to resist this message and explain it away, I just knew that it was right, that it wasn't It was me, but it also wasn't me. I'd consider that my first connection with my higher self. Ask for help. So I finally looked up at the woman leading the retreat, and I teared up, and I told her, it's telling me to ask you for help. I struggled so much with asking someone for help that I couldn't even just say, can you help me? I had to tell her that it was telling me to ask for help because I didn't want to ask for help. And I was tearing up while doing it because it was so uncomfortable for me because I realized how hard it was for me to ask for help in that moment. And that was a really difficult realization. That was a vulnerable realization of how impactful, how challenging that was. And it hit me. And of course, she's just this most amazing, beautiful soul. She comes over to me and she meditates with me. She says a prayer with me. She's performing Reiki. And as we're meditating together, she tells me, say to yourself that it's safe to let it in if you want to experience her. And I sat with that for a second. And then I heard in my head again, ask for help, let it in. So I did. I told myself, It's safe to ask for help. It's safe to let the medicine in. And I added, it's safe to receive. And within three seconds of saying that, she welcomed me with open arms and I experienced my first plant medicine journey. It was beautiful from there. I'll have to talk about it in another podcast episode. But from the very first interaction with that medicine, The message was consistent with what I've been trying to work on all year. But that was the first time I really became aware of what the message really was. And that was being comfortable, feeling safe, asking for help, for letting people in, not just medicine. So my message for you is that it is safe to ask for help. It is safe to want help. It is safe to put your needs out there. It is safe to receive Your hyper-independence has protected you for a long time, but where we're going in life, it's just weighing you down. So let's drop the armor, let's let people in, let's find safety in our connections, and let's become open to receiving. And I think one of the most beautiful things I've learned this year when cultivating this relationship with my higher self and my guides and plant medicine is that we can also ask the universe and our guides and our higher self for help. 
If you don't feel comfortable extending that to another person right now, fine. It's really beautiful to connect with your spirit guides, your higher self, and to just ask them for help. A lot of times they are sitting in the sidelines just waiting for us to do so, and we just haven't let them in. They want to make our life easier, and we just haven't given them the opportunity to show up for us. One thing that became really clear to me on my plant medicine journey was that my higher self, my spirit guides, they've been around the entire time. They want what's best for me, and yours want what's best for you. But I'd never asked them for help in my life. I thought I had to do everything on my own. I thought I had to earn everything. I had to read one more book before I was ready for this. I had to take one more course before I could work with those kinds of clients. I needed five more years of experience before I could make that kind of money. I need a couple more certifications to feel worthy of charging that number. These limitations only come from our own beliefs about what is possible. Our guides would be happy to bring us these things that we want if we just got out of our own way about how we think these things should show up or when or why. But this idea of earning something can come from scarcity. And we want to come from abundance. I want to come from the place where life is so abundant. My spirit guides, my higher self, wouldn't it be awesome if they help bring things into my life that I'm attracted to? Just because of who I am and how I carry myself in the world. Not because of the things I've achieved or learned or the accolades I've accumulated to feel more worthy. Only we place these kinds of limits on ourselves. Our guides are ready to say yes as long as it serves our highest good. Wouldn't it be awesome if I just asked them for help and they show up in beautiful, magnificent ways and deliver something that feels effortless within my life that I've always wanted? That feels so much better. That energy just feels so light and fun and whimsical. And a lot of times we've just blocked ourselves off to it. So this idea of hyper-independence, I think it's beautiful to not only ask for help from those around you, but also asking help spiritually. Asking your guides to show up for you in your life. Asking them to come into any facet of your life where they think they can make a change, they can make a difference, and that will bring you closer into alignment with your higher self. And that's become something I've integrated into my weeks now. I love doing meditations where I will stop and just say, guides, I'm asking for help. I'm asking you to show up, and I'm also open to receiving. If there is a message you want to give me, I am open to receiving. And if this is not a dialogue that you are comfortable having right now, or if it's not something you've ever done before, you can start off with something more definitive. If you've never had a download, that's okay. I didn't really until this year anyway. Actually, that's not true. I'd had some in the past, but they weren't as clear as they are this year. And so my my advice to you would be, if you're trying to cultivate that relationship, is set up a specific sign with your guides. You may choose a number that has significance to you. You may choose an animal, a symbol, a color. It can be anything you want it to be. You know, you, you can set boundaries with your spirit guides and your higher self too. And the boundary, and maybe not even a boundary, it's more like a rule or it's just effective communication. Hey, if I'm on the right path, it would be great if you show me the number 444. Or if I'm heading towards something that is expansive and it's something that you want me to jump on top of, show me a giraffe. <laughs> you know, there's. I have a friend that has an owl. I have another friend that looks uh, looks for snakes. I have another one that looks for a beetle. Oddly enough, one of my numbers is 619. I think I talked about that in a previous podcast. You can set 
the form of communication. You can define the form of communication. You can define how you will receive messages from them if that makes it easier for you. You may just want to be like, nope, I'm open to receiving. Shout into my head what I need to know. (laughs) And I'll have to talk about downloads in another episode because I think that's a really important process too. But that's what I think is so beautiful about this idea of letting go of hyper-independence and just being comfortable asking for help in every facet of your life because you don't have to do anything alone. You don't have to manifest alone. You don't have to find success in your career alone. You don't have to find romance alone. Your spirit guides and your higher self, they're your besties. They're always out there looking out for you and trying to bring you into alignment with your highest and best good. Just let them. Just be open to them. And if you need to establish clear communication with him, then do so. And you can even ask them for help in learning to communicate with them. In fact, a lot of times, our guides have been trying to connect with us for years, and we just haven't noticed their messages. So things like synchronicities and coincidences and angel numbers, which are repeating numbers, I believe that all of these are different methods that our guides have tried to use to get our attention, to communicate with us. But we haven't always known to pick up on them. And now you do. There is no limit to the help that you can ask from your guides, and I think that's really beautiful. So I don't know if this podcast episode was more for you or it was for me. (laughs) I feel like a big part of this episode was just like spirit wanting to remind me of these lessons that I've learned. And earlier this week, I was honestly not asking for help when I should have. And then I threw out my back within an hour. And as I was reflecting back on it, I was like, well, there it goes. The lesson I was meant to learn this week was that there was a prime example of when I've been cultivating, trying to work on this lesson all year long, being better, asking for help. And then I found myself slipping into old habits. And then what happens? I slip literally my back out. So take it or leave it. It's not as bad as it's been in the past. So I'm going to take that as a blessing. I feel like this was more of like a warning nudge. (laughs) I didn't ask for help. It was a subtle slash not so subtle reminder to do so. And when I started seeing all these Instagram posts this past week, I was like, you know, this is just, I just opened up the notes app in my phone, which is where I write a lot of the the podcast ideas. And and I just started going to town. And then after I got majority of the way through just trying to organize my thoughts, because, you know, I'm very ADHD. If I try, if I don't at least give myself an outline, I will just go all over the place in these, these episodes. After I sat there, wrote down the whole script, I was like, yep, we're going to go record. And that was 20 minutes ago now. (laughs) So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it gives you some inspiration or maybe even just something to think about. And if it doesn't apply to you, like I said, I just really hope that maybe this maybe this message is for someone else in your life and you can take some nuggets from this and just share it with them. Or maybe you share this episode with them because there's something else in here that might resonate with them too. I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your week. I can't wait to check back in with you guys later. I would love to hear whether or not this topic has resonated with you or even the new direction of the podcast. So if you are listening in, you are enjoying these these episodes, then I'd love it if you engage with me on Instagram. Follow me at Modern Manifestation and shoot me a DM. Several of you guys have already, and I really love hearing from you. And if you really want to help a girl out, I would love it, love it, if you would leave me a review on on your podcast platform, whether it's iTunes or Spotify or iHeart or Deezer or Ghana or whatever you're listening to me on. 
I would really love it and super appreciate it if you would leave me a review, whether it's one star or five stars. It is feedback and that is super helpful for me and I appreciate everyone that has done so to date. Thank y'all so much for hanging out with me today. Have a fantastic rest of your week and I will catch y'all in the next episode. Until then, go out there and manifest some miracles. I hope y'all enjoyed today's episode. If you want to check out the show notes, head over to www.themodernmanifestation.com forward slash blog. If you're loving this podcast, please drop me a review, share this episode with a loved one, and follow me on Instagram at Modern Manifestation. I love y'all so much and thanks for listening. Bye.